a shy retelling of Shakespeare's Macbeth set at a major company. Somebody write this. Welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea and then brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today is Tina Gallagher. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're super excited to have you here. We were talking before the show about how you are, you were referred to us by a previous guest who was referred to us by a previous guest. So we have this kind of chain of, uh, of recommendations, which is, you know, it's good to know the guests are having a good enough time to pass on the info yes. to someone else. So we'll, we'll see if that happens at the end here. You mentioned before the recording started about your transition to writing full time. And I know for a lot of folks that is a lot of writers, most writers are, you know, working their day job and then writing is when they have the opportunity in the evenings, in the weekends, whenever they're not at work. And you had the opportunity to become a full-time writer. So I'd love for you to kind of tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, it was interesting. I had been, I mean, go back 10 years and I was published with a small press, traditionally published. And then um, took a little bit of break from that because it was just not a lot of bang for the buck. I wasn't really making a lot back and I was spending a lot of time and my kids were young at the time. And then I found out about indie publishing, that kind of boom just ha happened. And I was writing, I was working at an HVAC company in the office and writing, like you said, writing at night, writing into the, you know, after mm -hmm. my kids went to bed. And the goal was to write full time make enough money publishing writing full-time. So I was working towards that goal. And then the pandemic hit. And yeah. my company got rid of a bunch of people due to COVID cutbacks in May of 2020. And I was one of those people. So mm. essentially, my company handed me exactly what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, here's a severance package. You know, here you go. Go on your merry way. So I, you know, May of 2020, I had two books published and one just about ready to publish. And I published my third book in June of 2020. And I spent the rest other six months of the year writing, 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 like literally my husband was working a lot because he worked at a paper factory and, you know, it was COVID. They made stickers and that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, science, you need it. You know, he worked a lot of overtime and I just sat in the chair and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote because I was not going back to corporate America since I finally got out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm Woo! like, There's no, yeah, no way I'm going back. So I just wrote, 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 wrote. And it turns out when you do that, you burn out a little bit, <laughs> tend to burn out a little bit. Um, Oops. Yeah. So then in 2021, I had to slow down a little bit and kind of get my head straight, you know, at my head back together and, you know, focus and concentrate and go at a more normal pace and write. But what I did find out, what I learned was that just because you're writing full time doesn't mean you could be writing all the time. Aha. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh -huh. Because you do tend to burn out. And it was just uh, kind of like a, a shocking lesson to me because I thought, and then there's also, I, I was laughed, you know, well, I worked more than eight hours a day, actually. I worked probably like nine or 10 hours a day at my job. And mm -hmm. um, there was like, okay, so I did that. And then I wrote afterwards or I wrote on the weekends and in between family, you know, family things. My kids were, again, my kids were younger at the time. And they were actually in the, the preteen teen years where you had all that running around to do with activities and things like that. And um, now they're grown and, and gone and I have nothing else to do but write, really. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, but I'm still like, when I have a book due, it's like, oh, I have to write. Like, I can't go there. I can't do this. I, I have to write. Like, it's like, mm. I used to work 50 or 60 hours a week and write and do family obligations where now it's kind of like, oh, 
I can't do that. I have to write. I can't go to dinner. I have to write. And it's like, <laughs> all, yeah, yeah, all the time that you had, you're like, <laughs> oh, I can't actually head, use yeah, this. I have to write. I mean, there is also the, not, I'm going to call it a problem. There is also the thing that where there's a little bit more of, you know, put on it because it is my, my income, my main form right. of income now. Right. So it's not yeah. just, you know, a secondary form of income. It is my main income now. So there is that added pressure, whatever you want to call it of like, no, I have to write. I have to get this book done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is. I have been finding it hard to, um, not hard, I guess, difficult to find that balance Yeah, between obsessively writing that I'm going to burn myself out and not writing that I'm not going to finish a book and I'm going to be lose my house and live on the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a wild balance yeah, there. There's, there's a balance, right? All right. Well, um, with that, we thank you so much for, for talking mm-hmm. about that, Tita. That was really yeah. interesting. Thanks. And uh, I hope folks... Um, who are interested in the beginning of that conversation, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash somebody write this. And uh, you'll get to hear the rest of that conversation where we dig into a little bit more of the, of the, the process of writing romance. Um, with that though, we are going to jump into our brainstorming, um, which does not seem romance related, but we'll see where this no. lands. <laughs> um, so our, our synopsis is a shy retelling of Shakespeare's Macbeth set at a major company. So I'm going to, I'm going to let Tina jump in first and say, what is jumping out to you? What immediate questions do you have? You know, originally when I first saw the prompt, it was, you know, it was popping into my head of, you know, it's a major corporation. The mom is running it. I'm a a mom. And then her son is, is there and he, he's kind she's kind of grooming, alternately, you know, grooming him and like picking on him that he has no idea of what he's doing. <laughs> like to take over the company. Um, and then of course there's a woman who starts at the company and kind of catches his eye and, and like, he really likes her. But, um, and of course that was leading to a romance, which, you know, Macbeth is more, you know, murdery and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking if you could do it as like a, I don't know, would it be a thriller or a horror or a crime fiction where, um, you know, she kills the mom, that woman kills Ooh, the mom. <laughs> okay. Kills his mom. Mm. And is Kills there. his mom. Yeah, like the mom, because she because the mom is standing in her way. Like maybe she marries him or is engaged to him or, you know, finally, mar- whatever. But she kills the mom. Yeah. Now she's trying to take over the major corporation and get him out of the way, too. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I definitely, I like that idea. I like, I think there's inter- something interesting about the fact in, um, in exploring the fact that it's that it's his mom who gets killed. So there's an extra layer of in, you know, the original Macbeth, it's just it's, it's the king. <laughs> so there's the a king. little bit of distance yeah, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something really interesting about that she murders his mother <laughs> yeah. to, to get is is she working? Is she working for like is there a sense that she's working for his good? Um or is it does it I, seem at least entirely well, well, self ambition? If if we're gonna parallel the story of Macbeth if she's the Lady Macbeth character, she could be pushing him to do all kinds of things to get ahead. Right. Yeah. Right. Because he's destined for it. He's destined and, for it. Yeah. Like people, people, like, cause I said, the mother kind of like, I would say put him down, but you know, that kind of relationship yeah. where you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. How are you going to run this company? You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she's mother like, yeah, yeah, your mother, yeah. you know, you're, you're this and you're great. And she doesn't realize people don't know how smart you are and how much you could do, but it is to push him to do things, but it's also self-serving because she wants the oh, power, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's a very Lady Macbeth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really like that. And then, um, so the the next step, I guess, is, you know, the, the murder of the king happens pretty early <laughs> in Macbeth. So, and the rest of it is like, they're slow unraveling. <laughs> 
And I think you could absolutely keep doing that. Um, Do we want... Part of the thing that's interesting about Macbeth, it is it is my favorite Shakespeare play. Um, so I have <laughs> yeah, mine too, I, yeah. This is it's so good. Um, so part of it is that there's not really there's not really a hero. <laughs> in, right. Like maybe the hero is the person who comes back at the end of Avengers, um, but but Macbeth certainly isn't a hero, and obviously Lady Macbeth is not. But do we want our our Macbeth to be to to step up at the end, um, or do we want him to be unraveled by this? <laughs> That's a very interesting question. That is Will Macbeth be his own Macduff? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And that could be the question through the entire um, story. Is he going to be Macbeth and be pushed around by Lady Macbeth and do all these horrible things? Or is he going to be Macduff to her being Macbeth and stop her? Right. Is he going to realize? Yeah. So with with that, I want to jump into as well and ask about the shy retelling. Yeah, yeah the shy so, retelling. I don't know what that means. That 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 could mean that the retelling itself is done in sort of a shy way. We were joking before the podcast started about maybe this means they're too timid to get to the murders and nobody actually yeah. dies. <laughs> um, but maybe, but maybe it's referring instead to to. Maybe the story is centered around shyness. Maybe that's part of the the Macbeth arc is that he is he's been too shy to step up to his mm-hmm. to his mother. Um, and my my other less fun thought is the other meaning of shy. We're like, oh, just shy of enough. Oh, <laughs> so like, you know yeah, I mean? almost so like, yeah. No. almost yeah, almost. Mm. It's it's almost the same plot, or or he almost does, and so it's not a personality trait. Yeah, right. so much as a it's descri- yeah. Well, that's measure. the question: is is it describing the characters, or is it describing the the story itself and how we yeah. tell the story? Yeah, um, yeah. I would yeah. like to see. I would like in our fictitious story that he kind of like he realizes she, however, she killed his mother. Um, you know, maybe she poisoned her or something. Mm-hmm. You know, because <laughs> because that's because that's going from Macbeth to Hamlet. Yeah, yeah. Does, <laughs> does he? Well, here's a question: Does he? Does he know that she killed her? Like, is she overt about that? Or does she like, or does he find out later on? And she's like, oh, I did this for you. I like the second. I like her doing it. Yeah. Like, even if she did it, like, I don't say by accident, like one of those almost like, like from like dynasty from like the eighties, like they were fighting and she like pushes (laughs) her down the stairs or something. Yeah. She didn't intend to murder her. She didn't mean to murder her, but they were fighting like, kind of like, you know, my son will never listen to you kind of, you know, my son yeah. will always listen to me, that kind of thing. And she somehow kills, you know, however she kills her, she could maybe pushes her in the pool and she drowns or I don't know. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he finds out she did it later. And then we could like, we could even set that up as, you know, make it, we could, maybe it's a shy retelling of Macbeth because we don't get overt about it until the end. Because like we don't reveal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't reveal that Lady M actually killed her yeah. <laughs> until the end, and we're like, oh shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of suspicious, but then they kind of were like, oh, you know, no, the cops never found anything or yeah. whatever. Could, yeah, could could this be one of those stories? I'm 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 immediately thinking of Kiss Me Kate. If you've ever seen that movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where where like the actual play is involved in the movie somehow to 
Oh, like where like, it's like the, even at the end of the story somehow. Right. Like he goes yeah. to see it or or something. And, <laughs> so, and then no. he's like. Well, then we're getting back right? to Hamlet where he goes to see a play and it's the right. play of his that's, life. Yeah, that's and he's true. like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. Wait. That's me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or he um, could find something like, um, I don't or, even or, know. You know, he could find something that. Or, or like, is the company's name Macduff or something? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, so okay. So here's here's my question: If because so much of the of the of the heart of Macbeth is that is the guilt eating at these people and mm-hmm. and making yeah. them unable to enjoy or take advantage of anything that they have done. So if he doesn't think that his wife murdered his mother, um, it, is there is there something else that's eating at him about their relationship? Does he think she he is to blame for her for her death or her or her illness in some way, or does mm. he um, does he does he tank the company by accident because he's like he still can't he can't maybe the, maybe it's not guilt so much as like the over the um, the shadow of the way she treated him is still haunting him and still yeah. um, still influencing the way that he does things. And so even yeah. with her out of the way, he's not capable of doing stuff. Yeah, there, there could be too, like where the guilt with him could be that just something as simple as his mom, he had a fight with his mom where like basically he said he was sticking him for his wife or sticking him for himself or whatever. Yeah. And then she died right after that. Yeah. And then Ooh. he's guilty about, that like his last words to her were were harsh yeah. and then he is guilty and he can't you know maybe he re- is truly inept you know like, yeah he like he just like his mother was you know his his mother you know ran the company with an iron fist and you know he's not a he, he's he didn't get the chance to do he didn't much. get the chance to do much and he didn't get the chance to really learn how to do much or have the confidence to do it so he still doesn't have the confidence because he had his mother basically doing the push and pull thing. Like you're going to yeah. have to run this company someday, but you're so stupid. How are you going to run this company? And then you have the wife like being like, you need to run this company, but also like controlling him. Yeah. So he doesn't, he doesn't have the chance to be, so he could tank the company. Yeah. Or like even sometimes even tanking the company by, um, well, by the, could. The, the indecision, like so much of Macbeth is about yeah. the indecision that he can't yeah, make a right. choice. So maybe he's like continuously, like he has these big ideas or maybe his wife has these big ideas for the company. And part of him really wants to push it through and make these big changes. But at the same time, mm-hmm. he's also feeling tied to the way that his mother did things and, and saying, this is, this has worked so far. And mm-hmm. I, right, you know, exactly. and this is her company. Yeah. And, and so he goes back and forth and things just are a mess because he cannot, yeah. he cannot because, choose one way or the other. Yeah. Because it's a company, instead of murders in most of the cases, I mergers. guess. Like, like, merger, mergers. Well, <laughs> well, well, I was thinking he fires people, like he fires Banquo, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes you can fire the wrong person and the company's right. like, what do we do yeah. now? Right, That's right, the right. guy who knew all the stuff. Right, right. Yeah. You know? And it could be like the person that, that was kind of set up to, to, to take the company from him. And so in, in, you know, in panic, he could be like, oh no, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's coordinating something to take this out from under me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so it is time for us to get a title. Hmm. Our title is, (sighs) it's an ugly title, but it's also (laughs) not helpful at all. Um, Okay, hold on. Challenge accepted. Yeah, oh. this is this is this is the worst. It's okay. No, it's not the worst. We've had worse ones. We've but it's, had it's just we've so had ugly. some pretty bad titles. Um, so our title is it's just a plot. It's a domestic government mercenary turned serial killer. Oh, which well, is a horrible title. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is a horrible title. Like, nobody's going to pick that up. They're just going to be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds good. It's more title. of a byline than a title. Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good title. It's not very gripping. Um, but what if, okay, 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 here's here's an interesting idea because I've been wondering how to work in the witches, okay, because okay. they're like central to the story of Macbeth. Yeah, right. Just And I'm just formulating this as I'm saying this, so bear with me. What if the prophecies of the witches are something like um, political tabloids? Or something that okay. the wife is reading and being like, oh my gosh, we have to do this because, you know, and mm-hmm. that's like the title of one of the articles that they write yeah. about this guy. <laughs> Maybe she like you super know? believes in like that law of attraction stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, we're like, right. we, she sees this and she's like, oh, they have started like speaking this into existence. Let's claim it for ourselves. And this is going to be the truth. Right. And and so you have this so you have this this political rag called, I don't know, toil and trouble. And <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> that is so yeah. good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So okay. that's what do you think? So I like domestic it. a domestic <laughs> government mercenary, yeah. Turned serial killer. Yeah, um, I like I like the political regs because I like also, she could also be like, you're saying the laws of attraction, like everybody's into manifestation now yeah, and she yeah. could be totally into manifestation. She could be very woo woo, like where she goes to, you know, uh, like a fortune teller or whatever, right. or like a, th- <laughs> yes. uh, a, 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 a tarot <laughs> yes. card reader or something. And she's all into manifestation and she wants to manifest certain, you know, as, like you're saying, yeah. as she's reading these things, like she could be, we're going to manifest that or we're right. going to, you know people manifest in different ways she mm-hmm. murders his mother like i don't know <laughs> well oh man so what if it turns out that she's like been kind of talking to him about this before the death and about like we're you know we're gonna we're gonna manifest you being able to take control of this company and do what you need to do with it and then his mother dies yeah and so and it's as far as he knows purely an accident purely right. you know something but there's still like the oh no did i somehow yeah. with my mind do this did i make this in my well, mind is my mind so powerful yeah where where's his wife probably thinks of herself as a government mercenary. Mm-hmm. Like if she's all woo-woo into this and like into yeah. conspiracy theories and, and the domestic, like like a domestic housewife. Yeah. 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 So, so, so she accidentally fulfills her own prophecy that she reads because she, she thinks it's about him, mm-hmm. but it's about her. So part her of the, killer. part of this is, yeah, I, I like this. I'm, I'm like just dancing on the edge of something here. Yeah. So the, yeah. Okay, um, go. So much of Macbeth is about these prophecies that are given and they're taken one way and it turns out that they mean something different. Uh And so if this domestic government mercenary turned serial killer is our initial prophecy and or on some level and the Lady Macbeth has taken it one way and fighting to make it happen that one way, manifesting it that one way, and then it turns to be the other way around. Um, or, or I, I don't like. There's something about dual meanings of these things yeah. that um, that you think a go- somebody because then you can play with that. You can make that a twist a little bit, like the twist at the end of Macbeth, where they're like, "I oh, was yeah. not a woman born," yeah, <laughs> because right. yes. apparently is not <laughs> yeah. birth. Um, and uh, but uh, but yeah, but like something like that, where like where all of a sudden at the end they're like, "Oh, this person is also in some sense, some weird wordplay sense, a domestic government mercenary and is now a serial killer." <laughs> This this could be really really cool. It could be, you know, it could also <laughs> with be really the right messy, writers, <laughs> with the right yeah. writers. Yeah, 
I don't know what the genre would be though. Could you do or like, you know, would it be, would it be a, a thriller? Would it be a horror? Would it be like, could, I guess it could be kind of like library fiction, maybe like, yeah. <laughs> like, and I think it depends on how much you want to like, it's the kind of thing that you, that, that I'm feeling it like a thriller. Like it, like at the beginning, it's like, it's a, it's a, a dark romance thriller kind of vibe where mm-hmm. like almost like a femme fatale kind of vibe where he's getting into a relationship that you, that you can sense is like not good mm-hmm. for him, mm-hmm. is toxic, is controlling. He um, can't see it. Um, I'm, and, I'm seeing something episodic with a slow burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowly things start going right and then wrong. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, and then he's in charge. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. So are we, are we, do we feel like we've really nailed what this title means? We've danced around all kinds of ways to use it. The only thing that's weird, that that's difficult in the title is a serial killer because yeah. she would have to kill somebody other than his mother. Like, yeah. you know, like that serial killers, she would kill somebody, more than one person is being killed. Yeah. Um, you know, unless she just starts killing people in the company that she thinks are like trying to take her husband's job or holding people back, but that's a yeah. whole other story. And Macbeth, I guess they only killed two others. They kill, they kill Banquo and he, they try to kill his son, but he gets away, I think. Right. Um, yeah. And they killed Duncan and Duncan. they plot the murders of Macduff's wife and children. Oh, that's yeah. right. So there's a whole bunch of people they try to kill, but there's yeah. only two right. that I think only they actually they successfully kill. kill. Which, which is part of the feeling I got with domestic government mercenary. Like, what if part of this is just like her planning the deaths planning, of these people? Yeah. yeah. You know? Like this person has to go or that. Yeah. Es- yeah especially after the accidental murder of her husband or of her mother-in-law. Yeah. And she's like, ooh, who else can I kill and get away with it? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, that yeah. worked well. We got her out of the way. Who else do we need to get out of the way? And even like you're saying, the guy that like, you know, he fires the guy that was kind yeah. of being groomed to take over. She yeah. could like kill him or be plotting to kill him because she sees he's going to be a problem. Yeah. And there's something. Okay. So I think, I think that locked things in a little bit for me. I think for me, what's been shaking me up about the title is that I need, I I need to, I'm trying to figure out the clear ish um, (laughs) meanings of those, of, of the prophecy at the beginning versus the prophecy at the end. So if this company is, um, is something that's like contracted out by the government and, uh, and he is concerned about the direction the company is going specifically because he is at his heart wants to be a good person and is worried that it's going to hurt people. So, uh, at the beginning, the domestic government mercenary turned serial killer is the company under his mother's direction. Mm-hmm. And okay. so he okay. needs to, yeah, st- he's, like he that. thinks, he thinks he needs to step in and take over and move in a different direction so that it, it will be saving lives instead of hurting them. And then yes. as it goes on, it turns out the domestic mercenary turned serial killer is actually his wife <laughs> bringing him into yeah. this and yeah. and he has become the very thing he hates kind of thing i love um, it yeah like that i think that clarified things for me i was like i need yep. one thing that yeah. turns to another his, thing <laughs> his his mother's maiden name is duncan it's her dad's company yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah the, the the company is <laughs> i was gonna duncan say can, co I was like, the, the company is named Duncan, but there's already a company named Duncan and they sell donuts. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay. There's a part of me that wants this to be like CEO of oh. Dunkin' Donuts now, but. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> like hiding and they're that. they're killing people. They're and killing people. They're we're city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've discovered a, a donut dough that is so tough. It can be a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. I think that unlocked it for me. That makes sense for me. I love that. 
Um, no, I like that. I like that with the company being, yeah, I know I like that. Yeah, that yeah. and that gives him, that gives him an interesting arc because then, you know, it gives us, it gives us a reason to root for him at the beginning. Um, yeah. Because we do well, kind of, you know, we his, want him it, to see him step up and do the right thing, not realizing that he's being pulled into doing what he hates. Yeah, and the indecision thing is also, that also plays in there because he could be like, like there could be something, I don't know, what if he's selling like, arms or something you know what I mean like it could be like well if I don't do this sale or if I stop doing this the company is gonna crumble and I and all these people are gonna lose their jobs and and everything else but then it goes against everything he believes to do these things like to sell these things yeah Yeah. so this whole thing is about him like trying to trying to figure out how can I do good things without accidentally hurting people right (laughs) and so he doesn't do anything and it all falls apart anyway. Mm. It all falls apart anyway. Yep. Gosh, there we go. We've, like got a, we've got a bestseller on our hands, yeah. especially <laughs> with, that title. With a terrible title. Yeah. <laughs> think of the cover that goes with that title. <laughs> right. It's just, I think, no, what you have to do is you have to, is you have to make the title um, look like a, a tabloid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's all that the cover Yeah. There you go. It's a headline on the title. And then underneath it's like, bye, whoever. Yeah. Yeah, that I think you can. I think you can get away with that in a way. At least it would intrigue people enough to pick it up. Whereas the yes. title by itself would be like, "What? No." <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah. is that? What is happening? <laughs> that looks very boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna call that. Uh, listeners, I would love to hear your take on this. Um, I would love to hear uh, a little bit more about this company, about what they're doing. I want to hear more about our Macbeth's arc. Um, I want to hear more about the witches and the tabloids. <laughs> Uh, draw us uh, that that tabloid. What other what other headlines are on the tabloid along with this? And send it on in to us. All our contact info will be uh, at the end of the show. So we would love to see anything that you create or think of connected to this story. But uh, before we take off, we were going to do our final segment where we recommend something that we think our listeners should check out. Um, I didn't have one in mind at the beginning, but as we as we told our story, I think what I have to do is I have to recommend one of my favorite retellings of Macbeth. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see the play Peerless, it is a retelling of Macbeth set in a high school with two twin girls who are uh, competing to get into this uh, this top college. And uh, they find someone who has gotten in who uh, they don't believe has deserved it. And they set out to try to uh, get him out of the way. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, uh, the theater company that I worked with for a while did, I think the West coast premiere of the show. Um, it's really good. It's really funny and smart and, and quick. And, uh, really it was, it was one of my favorites that I saw while I was working down there. It's just so, so interesting. Um, it's, it's hard to find. You may never see it, but if you, uh, hold on, let me look up the playwright because that's going to be helpful as well. Um, but if you ever get a chance to see it or to read it, Peerless is by uh, Jihei Park is the is the author. Um, and uh, it's so good, so much fun uh, and so dark. <laughs> and uh, it's one of my favorite retellings. I just really, really enjoy it. So if you ever get a chance to see it, check it out. All right, Jenny, what would you like to recommend? I'm going to recommend Macbeth. I'm a Shakespeare <laughs> nerd and, and it's, I know, I know. But I love encouraging people to go back to the original Shakespeare plays because he's the guy who made up all of these stories. He put them together and and they become classics and our whole culture is affected by them, whether you're familiar with the plays or not. And Macbeth is 
wonderful. It is dark. It is heart-wrenching. And it is tragic because it is a tragedy. And so if you ever get the opportunity to go see a good professional production of Macbeth, go 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 see the original source material. Shakespeare is not as inaccessible as you think it is. Watching Shakespeare, the language is sounds different, but if you get a good production, the actors know how to present the words in a context that you'll be able to know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And it'll it'll just be a wonderful experience. Go find a, a good movie rendition or go see the play in person. You won't be sorry. Yeah, there's yeah. there's always Shakespeare plays where like around here, around mm-hmm. I live in Scranton, Pennsylvania, where you know we're like the cultural upper center. <laughs> yeah, no, but there's even here. I would say I would yeah. say even in Scranton, there's always um, yeah Shakespeare retellings all you know all over yeah. in the colleges You'll, and stuff. Yeah, it will awesome. be a lot easier to find a production of Macbeth than it will be to find a production of Peerless. I will tell you that. <laughs> so you will have the opportunity to see yeah. that first. Yeah, and and it's and it's a lot easier to be presented with the with the play on stage where the actors can give you visuals mm-hmm. and context than trying to read it on oh, yeah. paper for the first time. Yes, yes, so, absolutely. Go see I, the play. I, I agree. I remember we had to read it in high school and then mm-hmm. um, we actually watched the movie and we're like, well, why didn't you show this to us beginning? Because it would have made the book, like, <laughs> right. we would have understood it. <laughs> we would have understood it more. Yeah, play, plays are not meant to be read, they're meant to be performed. Yeah, yeah. And yes, so, especially, especially yeah. with this with this older language that's hard yes. to parse on the page. Um, yeah. So, yeah. no, absolutely. All right, Tina, yeah. you also get to recommend something. It does not have to be a retelling of Macbeth. That's just the direction well, we went. <laughs> I'm, I mean, since it's baseball season, I'm going to re- recommend my, my baseball series, you know, oh, my, yeah. baseball, hey, my baseball books. If, you know, if you like baseball, want a little romance with it, um, you know, the Carolina Wave series. And I shouldn't say this because, you know, you shouldn't have a favorite book that you wrote. Like, you shouldn't have a favorite <laughs> child. But my favorite book is the second book in the series. It's Jack's Story. I love Jack. And the title of it is Waste of Handsome. And, um, waste of handsome, waste of handsome. That's a yeah. great title. Well, the title has, and again, I know we're wrapping things up. Um, the, that book, I was writing it. I'm pretty, I usually am pretty good with titles, but that book, I just could not come up with a title for it. And I was three quarters of the way through the book. And I'm like, I got to get a title. You know, I, yeah, I got to yeah. get a cover. I got to get right, whatever. <laughs> and I was sitting here and I always have the TV on in the background or something in the background as I'm writing. Yeah. And I had the Mindy project with Mindy Kaling, uh-huh. showed the Mindy project yeah. on uh-huh. and I'm typing and she says, Hey guys, you're nothing more than a waste of handsome. And I literally, like my neck jerked up. I'm surprised I didn't get whiplash. And I stopped typing. I was like, oh my God. And I rewound it and I played it again. And I'm like, there is my title, Waste of Handsome. So I thank Mindy Kaling for my title of my book because it it is a great title. It is certainly a lot yeah. better than a domestic government mercenary turned than, serial yeah, killer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, awesome. Um, all right, then, uh, Tina, before we go, we want to make sure that you you mentioned your your book series. Um, but if there's anything else, any social media or website or anything else that you want to plug or promote before we go, you are able to do that. Um, I am on, you know, Facebook and Instagram as Tina Gallagher author. My my uh, my website is uh, tinagallagherbooks.com and you can read all about me. Awesome. Tina Gallagher books. Yes. Great. Cool. (laughs) We will put all that info in the show notes so that people uh, can find you and find your work. Tina, thank you so much for joining us today. This one was really fun. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, all right, folks. That is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Patreon for bonus material. Today, we want to especially thank our patron Mark for supporting us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash Somebody Write This. 
And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a tabloid cover art or anything <laughs> else, email us at somebodywritethis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks, and we'll see you then. And as they say, a village in sight does not require a guide. Thank you.